Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we are back on Alan. 90s. 90s. It's just 90 <laughs> and 91 because that was when a bunch of stuff was happening. He, I think we didn't realize. I didn't realize that he had so much to do with so much, but like 90 is a lot about him and mm-hmm. 91 is a lot more ELQ stuff. And I tried to stick to the, just what actually he was in like I didn't put down every single time Alan and the Quartermains fought over ELQ because right. that would have just, that would been just like be every day saying that for an hour and a half exactly yeah so <sighs> so again we are using curly Q GH recaps sorry I messed up the name of that and general hospital fandom and some YouTube by a quick overview from General Hospital fandom that if we were only using this would be in the spring of 1990. Again, spring. We're not even starting right at New, New Year. Year. Nope. Monica divorces Alan after finding him in bed with Lucy. <gasps> Lucy later claims she is pregnant and Alan marries her. However, Alan learns that Scott Baldwin was actually the child's father and divorces her. He and Monica reconcile and remarry in August 1991. Meanwhile, Alan and Monica welcomed their sons, AJ and Jason, back into the mansion. AJ falls for Nikki Langton, who is going after the quarter main fortune to get revenge on Monica for her father, her father David's death. She manipulates AJ into marriage proposal and in November of 1992. We're going to stop. Yep. <laughs> because we're not going to get there. So... So let's get a little bit into more detail about the 90s or 90 and 90. 90 and 91. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you had left off with the whole um, Lucy and that pendant thing. Yes. That Victor choked on. Yes. And Alan and her were still back and forth and she didn't know who she was picking. It's hard to write about Alan and not have a whole bunch of Lucy because she's she's quite a piece. So, well, especially, I mean, she's front and center of his story. They have a joint storyline at this time. Yes. Same as with Monica. Right. You know, so. So there is some like extra that I tried not go down that rabbit hole, but it makes me want to go back and watch all of the episodes. So in January of 1990, Alan shows up at Duke's after Lucy dumps him. Alan tells Tracy that he plans to avoid her like the plague during the 1990s. 
during 1990 because this was like New Year's happening Um, because they were fighting all over the ELQ stuff like they always do. Amanda Barrington says to be wary of Tracy. Did you watch anything? I didn't. Did I finally watch? saw Amanda. She's older than I thought she'd be. She's oh. she's kind of like um I would say that she would be a peer of the Hardys. Oh. In my opinion. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. I was also doing my thing where I'm watching while listening, listening like yes. listening, not actual watching. Right. And was in my back pocket most of the time. So. Okay. No, I didn't know what her age range was. Um, Scott shows up and Alan offers him the job at ELQ because he wanted to be the attorney guy for ELQ. And Tracy tries to find out what Alan and Scott are up to. Olivia tries to get Alan to let her stay in the hospital one more night to avoid jail. Again, Olivia Jerome, not Falconary. Exactly. And Alan wants Lucy to move into the apartment. Lucy blows off Alan and ends up in bed with Scott after arguing with him about the Victor loves Lucy pendant. Mm -hmm. And um, to sidetrack a little, he told her not to forget what he has on mm -hmm. her and Alan and dropped the pendant in the mailbox for the police. And Lucy went and got it and was like, ha, you have nothing on me, blah, blah, blah. And when she opened the envelope, it was an Oreo. <laughs> He was not the pendant. He was not that See, dumb. Oreos in general hospital <laughs> is, go hand that in is, hand. That is exactly. Back I thought, to our taste test a couple man, weeks ago. Exactly. I should have kept those, it was on theme. Should have kept those Oreos for when we're going to do Scott's overall whatever. Because oh my goodness, can you Oreos. even imagine? <laughs> we will get there one day. Anyway, Alan offers Monica a diamond watch and she refuses to take his bribe. Lucy and Alan argue over their arrangement and Lucy presses him to divorce Monica, but all is forgiven when he gives her the diamond watch he bought for Monica. Mm. When Alan shows up at Scott and Lucy's apartment, Lucy seduces him. Lucy pressures him for information on the Dermastant. Why? Every time. I can't say it. We just talked about it also. Dermastant investigation. Alan pressures her to move in with him as he does not like her living with Scott. Monica goes to Pittsburgh to see Walt. She needs his confession Welcome. that Tracy hired him to steal the Dermastep formula. She gets the confession on tape and gives it to Alan. He tries to apologize for believing Tracy, but Monica won't hear it. Alan apologizes to Dawn and wants her to move into the mansion. Dawn tells Monica to forgive Alan and she thinks he is sincere. Monica goes to the party and sees the diamond watch on Lucy's wrist. I really hope he didn't have it engraved. I feel like Alan's the kind of guy that would engrave a gift. I would think so too, so but I don't think Lucy would take it if it said to Monica. So, but Lucy might have just like thrown it on without really? thinking. A diamond watch, you wouldn't like look at it for a minute. I don't know. I haven't had one yet. So. I haven't had one either, but I'd look at it. Okay. I inspect my diamonds. Anyway, Alan plays the confession for Tracy and gives her a choice, prison or stepping down from ELQ as co-chair. Hmm. Tracy steps down and Alan fires Scott. When Lucy hears of this, she doesn't care and Scott throws her out of their apartment. Alan and Monica agree to work on things and Alan drops Lucy. The quartermains agree to a TV interview with Tiffany and Alan makes plans with Lucy for after the taping. They're so back and forth. So like every day they break up and then the next day they accidentally fall back in bed together. It is this is why we liked the soaps back then. There's a train wreck <laughs> of life. And then in February, they do the at home with the cues, which was a disaster. I tried so hard to find this and couldn't. Oh, that's disappointing. I know. I didn't look for it, but I had definite plans. I wanted to see it. That's sad. I couldn't I'm find it. Sure, it was so bad, but good. Tracy and Scott try to figure out ways to oust Alan from ELQ. Monica almost walks in on Lucy and Alan. Lucy demands Alan ask for a divorce, but he tells her he can't as it's Valentine's Day because, you know, you just can't destroy your marriage as you're with your lover on Valentine's Day. 
They make plans to meet later at the apartment. Alan has to cancel his and Lucy's plans when he returns home to find Monica has planned a Valentine's Day dinner for them. Lucy impersonates Monica to hire a PI. What? Impersonate? Oh, I got it. I like I wrote it or read it, wrote it and still don't know what I'm saying. Lucy impersonates Monica to hire a PI from the Elm Street Detective Agency to take photos of her and Alan. Lucy gets Alan to come to the apartment with the news that she got served in Olivia's trial. Lucy seduces Alan just in time for the photographer to get some juicy pictures. Alan and Lucy make plans to meet again, Mm. even though, again, they were supposed to be broken up, but that's okay. In March, Lucy press, pressures Alan again to get a divorce, and he blows her off. Tracy and Ashton infiltrate the PI agency that Lucy used to get pictures of her and Alan, and skirt, they infiltrate it as Scotland Yard agents. <laughs> what? Lucy discovers that the pictures have accidentally been delivered to the Quartermain Mansion. Tracy gets her hands on the pictures of Alan and Lucy. Lucy goes to the mansion and tries to get the pictures back and learns that Tracy already has them. Lucy then Tracy then blackmails Lucy about the photos. She wants Alan's ELQ secrets. Scott plays a male and finds out even more about the night Alan and Lucy dumped Victor's body. Lucy overhears them and confronts Scott. Alan arrives at ELQ to find Tracy in his office. Lucy and Alan make plans to meet at the apartment and the PI sells the photos to the press. Monica sees Lucy and Alan made the headlines. Monica tells Dawn that she is divorcing Alan. Tracy thinks Alan's scandal is perfect timing for Ned to get control of ELQ, and Alan wants Monica to reconsider the divorce. Monica tells Ned and Dawn she is for sure going to divorce Alan. Lucy gets an advanced copy of her story to the tabloid magazine. So I watched some of this. I think that when this took place... It was literally on the front page of the Inquisitor. So the Inquisitor has been around for that long. Yay. And hold on. I forgot that I took notes on something somewhere. I have too many papers. Oh, I'm going to be real mad at myself if I don't. Oh, I can't find my notes. Okay. So shoot, where the heck did I write that? <laughs> now there's going to be a random paper right? somewhere. I'm going to be like, what? Oh, wait, that's not that. Anyway, Monica and Alan are getting on a plane. Okay. And, or wait, no, Monica's on the plane. And because she's going to a different country to get the divorce done quickly. No, that already happened, right? Didn't that already? Oh, maybe it did. That okay. was the 80s, okay. I think. Sure. I think. Okay. And she overhears someone, like it's two women gossiping, like right behind them. and. She has a feeling that they're talking about her. And so she asks just the flight attendant for a copy of the Inquisitor. She's like, oh, you're in luck. It's our last one. And she opens it up and it says something. Mm -hmm. And it says, lovers kept apart by nutty wife. Oh. So then Alan winds up on the plane. And you'll understand my phrasing of that in a second. Because the flight attendant comes over and is like, I need your ticket. So first of all, he's already on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. But remember before 9-11 when you could actually go up to the gate yes. and drop people off? So she's like, well, I need your ticket. And I'm like, why wouldn't they have checked that before he got on the plane? But whatever. He goes, well, I don't have one. I'm just trying to talk to my wife. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. Like, could you just go sit on a plane and then leave when it was ready for takeoff? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. I really hope but, not. But it just... And so that's when she was like, yeah, no, we're getting a divorce. So... Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me in the paper. But because of his nutty wife. Like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, where was I? The scandal. Perfect timing. Alan wants her to reconsider. 
Uh, and then Monica tells Ned and Dawn. So Ned and Dawn were supposed to be getting married. Mm -hmm. Lucy gets an advanced copy of her story to the tabloid type magazine. That's the Inquisitor. Steve tells Alan that some of his patients have lost confidence in him. Monica goes to Scott and asks him the quickest way to get a divorce. He tells her to go to Mexico. So yes, yes, you're right. Didn't we already... Who did we just talk about that did the quick Maybe divorce? plans for that twice? We just talked oh, about this with... The, oh, Okay. Lucy quits at GH before she is fired. Dawn talks to Monica, talks Monica out of going to Mexico. Tracy wants Ned to kick Alan while he is down. Lucy intercepts a message from Dawn to Alan about Monica leaving for Mexico. Lucy stalls Alan, so he is not sure how to get to Monica in time to stop her. Dawn rushes to GH to warn Alan about Monica leaving. Alan tries to stop Monica at the airport, but she has him thrown off the plane. Okay. This is what I was just talking about. Yes. Sorry. Lucy plants the idea in Alan's head that it was Tracy who hired the PI and stole the pictures of them. With Ned planning an ELQ board meeting to oust Alan, Lucy breaks into his office and steals the names of all the ELQ board members. I'm pretty sure that's public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe it wasn't always. Tracy makes sure that she has a front row seat at the ELQ board meeting to oust Alan. Tracy, Lucy tries to get Alan to relax before the big meeting. Mm -hmm. And Lucy sends telegrams from <laughs> the board members to ELQ to save Alan from getting the boot. Alan tells the board that he loves Lucy and intends to marry her. On the 27th, Alan proposes to Lucy. And on the 28th and 29th, Ned and Dawn fly to Mexico to convince Monica not to divorce Alan. In April, Lucy learns Monica is the one that owns the Quartermain Mansion. Oh, that had to hurt. Tracy tells Lucy she better bring her the goods on Alan or he learns about the photo spread. Lucy presses Alan to get the mansion from Monica in the settlement. Alan tries one more time to get Monica to reconsider the divorce. Alan leaves the Quartermain Mansion. He is not happy when he gets the estimate of Lucy's plan for their reception. Lucy decided they should elope. Alan and Lucy postpone their wedding due to Alan being busy at GH. Harrison and Alan treat Casey. That's that weird mm -hmm. alien thing. Lucy pushes Alan. To oh get my married. gosh! Hold it! Yes. <laughs> oh no! Yes. Oh, no. Yes. That's where we're at. That's oh, where we're Casey, at. The alien yes. interfered with Lucy and Alan's mm -hmm. wedding. There's like more about him, like splattered in here. So just so that you know. <laughs> Um, Lucy pushes, I hate when aliens get in the way of my happiness. My plans. Yes. <laughs> Lucy pushes Alan to get married today, but Alan is too busy with his patient, Casey. Charlene suggests Lucy... I'm sorry. Stop it. Charlene suggests to Lucy that she and Alan get married at her house. Lucy plans her wedding dress. Alan lets Robert know that Casey is missing. <laughs> Lucas is at GH. Tony, Simone, and Alan are running tests on him, but they don't know what is wrong yet. Monica leaves a message for Lucy to meet as she thinks Lucy is the one who left her the blackmail note. Lucy confronts Scott as she thinks that he told Monica about her sending the telegrams to the ELQ board members. Monica walks in on them kissing. Monica agrees to let Alan and Lucy stay at the Quartermain Mansion. Mm -mm, there's no way I would do that, but okay. Lucy tells Alan she wants to get married tomorrow, and Monica tells the Quartermains that she is letting them all stay in the mansion, and she and Dawn are moving out. Lucy plans her wedding reception at the Port Charles Hotel. Lucy invites Desiree to her reception. She invites Robert and Catherine to her reception and Faison. Shannon's like, yes, go. Oh my okay, God, okay. I watched, no, I watched <laughs> Lucy and Alan's wedding. It's a 10 part. Oh, super. Oh, oh. So 
Yes. Okay. Finish this paragraph and we'll talk. Yes. Faison insists Desiree attend Lucy and Alan's reception. Alan insists Lila stay home and could not attend the wedding. Alan and Lucy wed. Scott blackmails Alan for the chief counsel position at ELQ. Alan and Lucy's reception at the hotel. Their reception is at the hotel. Alan confronts Lucy and Scott about blackmailing him. And Lucy is angry with Scott for blackmailing Alan. Robert and Catherine duck out of Alan and Lucy's reception. Would you like to tell us about the dress? Because that's the best. Oh my gosh. How is that not... How is none of that mentioned? Like, oh. So Monica and Alan are talking. And he's still trying to get her to not not divorce divorce him. him. And she's like, maybe you should have thought about that before you proposed to somebody else. And like planned the wedding and all that. It wasn't like... Well, Lucy planned the wedding. Lucy 100% planned the wedding because Alan apparently... So in none of the videos, or maybe they did mention Casey and I just wasn't thinking of who Casey the alien was at the time. But Alan seems pretty indifferent to everything that Lucy's planning. So then she does run into this Desiree because... She's picking up something at the hotel and the person in front, the person behind the counter is talking to Desiree and he says, oh, how are you liking your stay at Windermere? You know, this, that, and the other thing. So then Lucy starts chatting her up and she's like, well, you must come to the wedding because you just met her. So Desiree goes back to Windermere and starts talking to Faison and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to go to that, but you sure are. And you're going to become like BFF with her and you're going to get all this information. And so then... Lucy is getting ready with, seriously, where is this paper? (laughs) Lucy's getting ready and it's like her aunt or something is with her as she's getting ready. And she goes to put on her dress and it is red. They describe it in the General Hospital scrapbook as fire engine red. 100%. She looks more like a showgirl than she does a bride. I wouldn't say that. It wasn't that type of a dress. It's not like it was... Didn't it have a hat? Oh, yeah. It was the hat. The hat was the problem. So I I thought it looked more like a... I don't remember watching this when I was 10, but whenever I was a teenager and obsessed with GH, my mom bought me the GH Best of the Weddings tape, Mm -hmm. and it was on there along with Frisco and Felicia and all that. And so I can like see her in this red dress with this crazy hat. Yes. And the whole time Alan looking at her like, why in the heck is this the dress that you picked? Well, And and she's like, just shut up. It's fine. And then something happened with the cake. And apparently Lucy is allergic to almonds. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Because it was, she asked for yellow or white cake, not almond. If she has a bite of that, she will flare up and all this stuff. And it was just, I wasn't expecting Faison. I wasn't expecting an alien, you know. Why not? I was expecting the red dress because I, that's like one of those things that you know about. But I thought that was fun to know that Lucy is allergic to almonds. Yeah. And whether or not they have carried that with her through, who knows? I don't know. But yeah. And, um, okay, we'll keep going. And then if it doesn't happen, I'll bring it up again. Because I started to watch more past that too. Okay. So then on Alan and Lucy's wedding night. Oh. Monica calls the Quartermains to the mansion to speak to Alan about the boys, but Lucy blows her off. Lucy's Quartermain party in honor of Tiffany is a bust. Monica shows up to speak with Alan. AJ is upset about the divorce and probably the subsequent quick marriage. (laughs) Right. Like the next day. Oh, that was the thing. That was the thing. Okay. So they had to hurry up and get married because Monica walked in on Lucy and Scotty making out. Mm -hmm. And then that's when she told Alan that she would give him the mansion and that they could live there. And... Lucy went to Alan at the hospital and was like, well, we're going to get married tomorrow. He's like, seriously? But they did. And 
at the wedding reception is when Scott started blackmailing Alan about the Victor stuff Mm -hmm. to get to be chief of legal counsel. Okay. So yes, that's why they hurried up and got married because she was worried that Monica was going to ruin everything. Right. With a little, you know, tidbit about her still hooking up with Scotty. So anyway, AJ was upset about the divorce, rightfully so. And Alan needs to go to his boarding school and speak with him. Lucy is peeved. Mm-mm. You don't ever get to be mad about a parent taking... Right. Even if it is... Nope. nope. Kids come first. Yep, yep. Poor Charles goes dark. The town is flipping out thinking it's an alien invasion. <laughs> Scott and Lucy get trapped in the general hospital elevator together. A half-naked Scott and Lucy make their exit from the elevator right in front of Alan. Ooh, she did the same thing a few years later at the nurse's ball in front of Kevin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lucy. Alan gives Lucy the cold shoulder over her elevator scene with Scott. And Lucy tries to smooth things over with Alan. How do you smooth that over? The lights went off and my clothes just fell off in the elevator. They're light activated. How do you make that better? But anyway, um, in June, Monica threatens to throw Lucy and Alan out of the mansion if Dawn cannot get married there. Alan is upset at Scott for spending so much time on Ned's personal problems. Lucy presses Alan to go after Ned. Alan sends Scott to Alaska on ELQ business to trip Ned up. Tracy tells Ned that Alan sent Scott out of town. Ned confronts Alan for sending Scott out of town. Alan and Lucy make plans to go to Delafields. Tracy calls the PI from the Elm Street Detective Agency. Why isn't that the one that Sam and them took over? I don't um, know. Is is it though? I didn't think Maybe it was. is. Maybe, maybe they maybe they made McCall and Jackal. Maybe it's the same. Was place, the Elm Street Detective Agency. Maybe. All right. I guess we will write that ownership. that way. We'll figure it all out. It's anyway. defunct now anyway, <laughs> even though they apparently just did it, even though they did it Didn't six just years ago. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Chef is working at Tracy's last nerve at Delafield's bar. Alan and Monica exchange jealous glances while out with their respective dates. At Delafield's, Lucy gets to P.I. Curry first and promises him more money to not tell Alan the truth. Tracy is livid when Curry fingers her and not Lucy as the one that paid him to take the pictures. Alan is puzzled about why Tracy wanted wanted him to meet the P.I. and Lucy smooths things over, which I think is just a nice way of saying hook us up. Um, Lila asks Alan if he's happy with Lucy and Alan is worried that Scott has told Ned about the pendant. Mm. In August, Monica tells the Quartermains about her affair with Ned. Alan attacks Ned. Tracy and Scott want to know what Alan knows about the ELQ board meeting and Scott offers his services to Alan regarding his adoption project with Bobby, which I don't know. That that would have been Lucas. Lucas But I don't, I don't know why they say project like that. I don't know. So, In September, Alan and Monica deal with AJ's failing grades since their divorce and Lucy sees them together. Lucy goes crying to Charlene. Oh, I think that's her aunt or like her family member is Charlene. Yes, yes. 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 Because then Decker's her cousin. Okay. And Decker was the driver. Okay. Uh, Telling her that Alan is having an affair. Lucy catches Tracy doing business at ELQ while Alan is away. Alan arrives home and Tracy tells him about the baby. Alan confronts Lucy about the baby and Lucy tries to seal the deal, but Alan gets called away. Tracy tells Alan about... Lucy and the ELQ petty cash fund. Lucy strikes it out with Alan again. Alan and Scott meet with Bobby to talk about the adoption project for Tiffany's on-air segment. Maybe that was the project was actually Tiffany's. Tiffany's sister is Lucas's bio mom. Correct. So maybe they turned it into a whole like Oprah. Lucy has an appointment with Kyle and asks him to lie 
to her if Alan asks about the baby. Alan and Bobby are interviewed by Tiffany. Alan resigns from ELQ. Alan falls asleep on Lucy, and Lucy is still trying to get Alan in the sack so she can get pregnant. So she's already pregnant by Scott's baby at this point, and she's just trying to get... Yeah, Alan's a doctor. He's going to be able to do that math. Right, 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 right. In October, Lucy insists to Scott that she is already pregnant, and it's Alan's. Stark takes control of the eighth floor. A worried Alan and Tom go to the eighth floor via surface elevator and get ambushed by one of Rico's men. Alan and Tom meet Stark. Lucy, Tracy, and Scott learn that Alan has been taken hostage. Okay, so this is now the second time he's been taken hostage? Okay. Monica and Alan try to warn Camargo about Stark. Monica gets shot in the leg. Alan takes care of Monica and she tells him that she thinks that Lucy was blackmailing her. Alan suspects Lucy may be lying about being pregnant Mm-mm, just the dates. <laughs> and Lucy is not a happy camper when Alan brings Monica to stay at the Quartermain Mansion. It's her house. <laughs> Tracy tells Scott that Alan doubts that Lucy is pregnant and Alan wants to have Lucy examined by Kyle. Kyle confirms to a surprised Alan that Lucy is indeed pregnant and Lucy plans to buy the mansion for Alan. Okay. I bet he was super surprised. Like, this doctor is going to be like, nope, you're not pregnant. And Great. Then, so in November, Alan... Learns Lucy is looking into the old Harrington mansion. Oh, so not, he, not she wasn't trying mansion, to take, right. okay. Just a mansion. Um, Alan flakes out on taking Lucy to Delafield's. I'm assuming Delafield's like a fancy, fancy restaurant. Isn't there somebody that's like bad that's last name's Delafield? I thought so. Wonder if that's a relation. Anyway, Maybe. I'm sure there's a whole story that we could dig into to do about that. But yeah, Alan is livid when he learns that Lucy put down payment on the Harrington mansion and he is canceling the check. Alan reconsiders and tells Lucy that he'll let the check go through. Okay. He's so back and forth. I'm telling you, it's insane. In December, Monica invites Alan to dinner with her and Dawn. Alan brings Kyle to examine a very distraught Lucy to make sure the baby is okay. Alan and Monica get notification of an EOQ board meeting. Alan tells Lucy he is not fitting the bill for all the debt she racked up regarding the Harrington mansion. Alan tells Lucy he was a fool to marry her and it's over. Despite Lucy's protests, Alan moves into the guest bedroom. Scott and Lucy meet at the Quartermain Boathouse. Scott wants Lucy to dump Alan as he still loves her. Tracy and Alan are on each other's nerves. Jennings informs Alan he has seen the light on at the boathouse. Alan almost catches Lucy and Scott together at the boathouse. Lucy tells Alan she has a plan to pay back all her debts. Tracy finds out Alan wants the chairmanship of ELQ back and is taking back the voting share he gave to Monica. Alan convinces Ned to go home after a scene with Decker. I don't know who Decker is. That's Lucy's cousin. Oh, yeah. You just said He that. was the driver. Sorry. Alan wants to know why Scott resigned from ELQ, and Scott tells Alan he doesn't want anything from him and gives Alan the Victor Lucy pendant. Lucy insists to Alan that she has changed. Scott tells Lucy that it's just a matter of time before Alan learns the truth about the baby. Alan and Monica set up Christmas for Dawn in her hospital room, and Alan has a family meeting, and Lucy is not invited. Alan announces that he is setting up a trust fund for the baby, and Tracy hates the idea and vows to prove that Lucy's baby is not Alan's. In January of 1991, Alan tells Tiffany that Cheryl's condition is very serious. Lucy and Scott talk about the trust fund for AJ and Jason. She tells Scott she needs Alan to set up a trust fund for her kid so they can be rich and manipulate the funds so they get the money. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. She tells Scott he has to be patient. Scott doesn't want her with Alan anymore and her to not sleep with him. Lucy wants Alan to keep the trust fund quiet about the baby. What? 
Trace Lucy wants Alan to keep. She doesn't want. She doesn't want the family to know about it. So the baby's trust fund. Right. Quiet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it should say Lucy wants Alan to keep the baby's trust fund quiet. Right. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. He doesn't get why she is being strange about it. Lucy says Tracy already thinks that she is a gold digger, so she doesn't want the family to know. Um, two sentences before that, you are a gold digger. <laughs> Bobby asks Alan if it is wise for Cheryl to have visitors. Alan says it might be her last chance to talk to family. Alan asks Tiffany if she is willing to donate a kidney to Cheryl if she needs it. And he actually tells Cheryl that she doesn't need a kidney transplant. Lucy talks about eating healthy for her baby. Lucy tells Lila she will do nothing to jeopardize the newest Quartermain heir. Alan comes in and says the trust fund papers are ready and he needs Lila to sign them later. Lila says she must talk to Alan in private. Alan drives Monica and Dawn to the hotel and he tells Monica that he is done with Lucy's games. Monica says it's partially Alan's fault too. Monica, Good job, Monica. Yeah. Monica tells Alan he doesn't seem to have much interest in the baby that Lucy is carrying. He tells her because the whole pregnancy was unexpected. He says that he's excited about the baby, but the only time she talks to him is when she wants something. Monica says she just wants attention. Alan tells Monica he will pay more attention to Lucy. Which is so messed up. <clears throat> like, please don't go to your wife or your ex-wife to counsel you on how to deal with your new wife that you cheated on her with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan shows up at the hospital looking for Lucy, and Scott and Lucy show up at the Quartermains. He is screaming at her for screwing around on him. No. <laughs> She's, She's being husband. faithful to her husband. She's screwing around her husband with you. Alan comes down and Scott tells him that he is the father of Lucy's baby. Lucy tries to explain her, her yeah. way out of it to Alan about Scott lying over being the baby's father. But Alan doesn't believe her. He says it's always been about the money with her and he has had it with her lies. Alan tells her that he is done. Lucy is crying alone at the Quartermain Mansion and Alan comes downstairs and he's leaving. He tells her not to touch him. She needs to make other living arrangements. He tells her... She never loved him. She's always wanted Scott. And Lucy is grabbing on to him and he pulls her off of him. He leaves, but Lucy starts cramping and acting like something's wrong. Alan doesn't believe her, but then he sees her fall to the floor. He screams for Jennings to call an ambulance and the paramedics show up at the Quartermain Mansion and take Lucy to the hospital. Alan is pacing around, waiting to hear about Lucy. Scott comes in and is livid. He wants to know what Alan did to her. Scott goes to punch Alan. Alan says that she might be losing the baby and Monica comes to be with Alan. She tells him that it's not his fault and he tells Monica that Scott is the father. Monica tells Alan that he can't do something crazy like he did when he found out that Monica and Rick were having an affair. Alan has a flashback of that. Perfect. Alan tells Scott to face up to his responsibilities. They find out that the baby is in danger and Alan gets an update on Lucy. Lucy is freaking out that she is losing the baby. The doctors give her medicine to stop the labor and she tells Alan to stay. She wants Alan to stay with her. She says that he is the father and the doctors tell Alan it would be good if he stayed with her. Lucy wants Alan to tell her that he still cares about her and Alan tries to keep her calm. The doctors tell Scott that Lucy can't have visitors and he wants to know that he is there and he wants to know if Lucy knows that he is there. Monica tries to calm Scotty down. Scotty tells Monica and Alan that he is not the father and Scotty tells Monica that Alan is not the father he is. Tom comes to visit Cheryl and he... He tells Cheryl Lucy was brought in, and that's why Alan hasn't been back to see her yet. Monica tells Scott just to wait and hope. Lucy is hysterical. Alan's still trying to calm her down, and she tells him it's his child. Right. She says it like over and over again. Okay. Lucy starts screaming and cramping, and something is wrong, and she is losing the baby. Her water broke. She's hysterical. 
Monica comforts Alan and he says that it wasn't his child. Monica tells Alan she keeps thinking he's pretending that he isn't grieving. He promises her he promises her he's not going to kill anyone. <laughs> Alan comes home and asks Ashton to leave him and Tracy alone. He tells Tracy he can't believe she knew that it was Scott's baby and didn't tell him. He has a powerful scene where he wants her to answer him. Tracy says she suspected it, but wasn't sure until today. Tracy tells Alan she is not the villain. She is the one who told him from the start that Lucy was a gold digger who was just out to take him and the family for a ride. Alan says that she is right. Tracy is still worried about the trust fund and them not getting the money. Alan tells her the trust fund is null and void because Lucy has lost the baby. Hmm. I mean, I never want that. Right. Like. And Lucy really did want a baby, like, as time went on. So it is sad that she lost her baby. Yeah. Alan comes to Monica's hotel room. He is freezing from walking six blocks. Monica warms his hands up and gives him tea. He wants to thank her for being, for helping him through the ordeal with Lucy. He also thanks her for not letting him kill Scott. Alan asks Monica out for dinner. She tells him that she already ordered room service, so she invites him to stay. Alan and Monica enjoy dinner together. Alan wants to know if she still cares about him, and he told her that he needed to talk to someone, and he wanted to turn to her. Alan says that he really screwed things up for them, and Monica said it's a two-way street. Monica tells him not to say a word about them with all that he has been through the past few days. Jennings, Lila, Alan, and Tracy show up at the office. So I think that this is when Alan was talking to Monica about something and he's like, you know, I can't believe I fell for her, blah, 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 blah. And Monica goes, a gold digger is a gold digger is a gold digger. And then he's like, and I just kept falling for it and falling for it. And she goes, and a man is a man is a man. <laughs> so it was, it was really, she was there for him, but yes. you know, just reminding him. Yeah. So Jennings, Lila and Alan and Tracy show up at the office. Lila wants to talk to them in private. She tells Alan that Tracy somehow was left with no ELQ shares, and that's not what Edward would have wanted. She rectified the situation and gave Tracy 30%, just like Alan, so they are equal. Tracy looks like the cat who swallowed the canary. Alan is really angry and tells Tracy to shut up. They fight, and Lila silences them and says her mind is made up. Alan and Monica are so upset and confused. Alan says she is dangerous when she had nothing, but the... With power, she will be lethal. Alan leaves to go check on Cheryl. Tony tells Alan that he is sorry to hear about Lucy's miscarriage. Tony tells Alan about thinking Bobby was having an affair and he almost blew it with her. Lucy tells Scott she knows it was Alan's fault that she lost the baby. Nope. <laughs> no. She tells Scott that Alan threatened her. She said that Alan got violent with her and Lucy pins the blame on Alan. She says if it weren't for Alan, they would still have their baby. Lucy tells Scott that nobody has ever given her what he has she tells him that she married Alan for his money, and she tells Scott that Alan is going to pay. Lucy has another scheme to take Alan for all that he's worth so that he can, so they can get the money and be together. Lucy says her plan is fail-safe, and Scott can't help himself. He wants to hear the plan because he's Scotty. <laughs> Lucy is giving a statement to the police about Alan threatening her, and Scott helps her with the statement. Scott brings up how Alan tried to kill his previous wife and her lover, Lucy says that Alan has become verbally abusive towards her as well as menacing. 
Alan comes to see Lucy. He is so sweet to her and checks on her. Alan is sorry for the pain that he caused her and is so sorry for her loss. Remy comes to the police station with Lucy's statement about Alan, and Lucy tells Alan she knows that he didn't want the child. Alan says he hopes Lucy doesn't blame him for what happened. Lucy tells him she is pressing criminal assault charges and is going to sue him for every last dime. Alan and Monica eat lunch as Alan gets delivered a letter, he tells her that Lucy is suing him for assault charges. Monica makes Alan promise he won't talk to Lucy. Alan sees Bobby and tells her he married the wrong woman and he wished they were all as honest as Bobby. Alan and Monica speak to Lila at the hospital. They tell Lila that Alan is up on assault charges. Lila says it might be a mistake as she paid Lucy to go on vacation for six weeks. Scott takes Lucy to the airport and Alan checks on Cheryl and he says that she is ready to go home. Monica talks to Alan about the money situation at ELQ, but Alan doesn't seem concerned. She tells him he is being selfish. He said he is too concerned with the situation with Lucy and Monica tells him if he doesn't take an interest in ELQ that he won't have anything for Lucy to sue him for. Wow. That, that was big a January. big, <laughs> big January. Big January. So in February, Scott shows up in Robert's office along with Alan's lawyer. Alan sees Cheryl and asks her if ELQ is in as bad a shape as Ned says. She says yes. Scott comes to talk to Alan and tries to settle the case. Scotty is working out at Body Heat and gets a telegram about his lawsuit. What's Body Heat? Was that I'm, the place that Richard Simmons? That's what I'm thinking it was. Yes. Oh. I'm sort of positive because I don't know when that opened up but he had the thing with lucy so it would make sense that it, it was would. yeah okay yep. scotty is representing lucy and her divorce from alan he goes to alan's lawyer's office he tells alan they will drop the charges that lucy is pressing against him for making her lose the baby if he will come up with a cash settlement alan says no way and he will fight until the end she won't get a dime from him alan and monica run into each other at the hospital and he tells her how sorry he is and how much he regrets losing her he tells her that he never loved lucy Scotty shows up at GH and Alan asks him how long he has been carrying on with Lucy behind his back. Scotty says about six to seven months. He admits that Lucy's baby was his. Scotty tells Alan he loves Lucy, but she blew him off too. Scotty shows Alan an impersonal telegram from Lucy he received. Alan jokes they should go out for drinks one night. Tracy is on the phone when Alan walks into the gatehouse. Tracy has decorated for, valent for a Valentine's Day party. Alan questions her and asks how dare she spend money when she knows the family is in a bad financial way. Tracy says she is sick of living poor and the family needs to show everyone they are still on top. Alan agrees with her. Tracy then hits him up for some cash to tip the, ca the caterers. Steve Hardy calls Alan and Monica and tells them they are needed at the hospital so they leave. All the quartermains are worried and Ned leaves to find out what's going on. At the hospital, Alan tells Monica he feels so guilty about all the injured crew on their ship. Tracy, meanwhile, is well on her way to getting drunk and tells Lila and Larry that she refuses to live poor. She is pacing around blaming Alan. Larry offers his family's financial help and Tracy tells him to get over himself. Ned returns to say it's a total loss. Lila tells them to stop being silly and that EOQ has hefty insurance policies on all of its ships and that Edward always made sure of that. Ned has a worried look on his face because he dropped the policies to save money. No! You don't do that! But oh. you didn't think that Ned would be smarter than that. So in March, the Quartermains go into the chapel for a service at the hospital. Alan stays outside with Monica and holds her. Steve speaks at Dawn's service and so does Meg. Decker shows up at the funeral and Ned attacks him. Ashton and Alan hold him back. Alan comforts Ned. 
Alan stays home from the hospital to stay with Monica. He tells Monica that Tiffany is having people on her show to discuss the ELQ Tracy ship sinking. Tiffany wants Alan and Monica to appear on the show. Alan thinks they should to help clear the Quartermain name. Monica doesn't want to. Alan meets with Ned and tells him he has to appear on the Tiffany Hill show with the rest of the Qs. Tracy walks in and sees Monica, Alan, and Ned on TV and is so mad she wasn't included as she is the brains of the family. The Quartermains are back home after the interview. Alan and Monica question Ned if they were if there were illegal chemicals on the ship. Tracy comes in and tells them how stupid they appeared on TV, and Ned finally admits that there were chemicals on board. <sighs> Ned. And that the harbor could be in danger. Lila calls an ELQ meeting. She tells Ned that he isn't getting anywhere with the ELQ Tracy mess and she wants to call in an outside financial consultant to help the family out of the situation. Alan and Monica agree. Tracy is furious and tells them Ned can handle it. Obviously not if he had illegal chemicals on the Mm -hmm. boat and then canceled the freaking insurance policy. Although I'm sure the insurance policy probably wouldn't have covered anything if there was illegal chemicals on the boat. Probably depends on the kind of policy. Okay. I mean, if they were known to be transporting chemicals as long as the insurance company knew about it i'm sure that they're they might have a higher premium okay monica insults ned and then tracy and ned walk out ned and tracy are summoned to a meeting by alan monica and lila they basically tell ned he's a liar and that he refused to even consider bill eckert's plan what was bill eckert's plan don't know oh and bill eckert was anthony geary yes They want someone from the outside to come in and run things. Lila tells him he doesn't know what he is doing and that he is no longer running the company. Mm. A quarter main fight breaks out. For Lila? Right. It was bad for Lila to kick you out and say, we're going to talk to someone else. Yep. Alan and Monica are in the den talking about how broke ELQ is and how they are so glad to have day jobs. Lila comes in and tells them that Edward used to say, if you're not an expert, get an expert. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. She goes to make a phone call and tells Alan and Monica to write an apology letter to the Port Authority. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alan thinks the letter Monica writes to the Port Authority is perfect. He tells her that despite their divorce, he is glad that she still cares about the family. He knows that she is still grieving over Dawn. He tells her that he is there for her whatever she, whenever she needs him. Monica tells him that she knows she still has anger over Lucy and Scott. Lila comes in with Sean Donnelly. And Sean tells him that he has a solution. ELQ should get a loan to raise the ship. Alan tells him he knows that he smells a rat and that Sean will be waiting to take over when ELQ can't make payments. (gasps) Oh, he wants to offer them a loan. Mm -hmm. Like he wants to personally back this loan. Right. Monica asks Alan to put his anger aside and listen. Sean says he will find someone willing to back ELQ. Monica and Alan are wondering how many phone calls Sean has to make to find someone to help lend money to ELQ. He can't find anyone, but tells them not to count themselves out just yet. Sean talks to Alan and Monica and tells them not to give up. Tracy and Ned walk in and are mad that they weren't included. Alan tells them to sit down and shut up and listen to Sean. Sean tells them they need to liquidate assets to get some cold, hard cash. Monica offers to put the house up for sale, but Sean says that it's not necessary and that he has an idea to help. The quartermains are all fighting, which always happens, um, over bringing in an outsider when Sean enters the room and says he has found the perfect person. His friend, Paul Hornsby, <gasps> has agreed to come the following week to their rescue to reconstruct ELQ. 
At the same time, Alan gets a phone call from the judge that they have 48 hours to raise the ELQ Tracy. Yay! You're excited by Hornsby? I like well, that. Just because they're friends, sure. But now it makes sense how we got there. Yeah. Yes. Alan and Monica are back discussing ELQ. For those who don't know, Paul Hornsby is Dylan Quartermain's dad, yes. and Dylan Quartermain is Ned brother so again math doesn't add up because if he didn't come to town until 1991 how is dylan the h that he is but still still and paul hornsby is he's so awful but we'll get i don't know how he was in the 90s he might have been a bit okay you'll hear okay just give me a minute okay (laughs) alan and monica are back discussing elq they hope sean's friend will come through for them they say they are in this together the relationship is getting back on track they start kissing. Mm. Lucy Co. walks in and asks what the hell they're doing in her house and with her husband. Seriously. Alan asks Lucy why she came back to the house. Monica tells her she called her a cab and to get out. Lucy tells Alan that she thinks they are meant to be together. And Alan tells her goodbye and to get out of her house. Out of the house. Lucy says she wants to see Lila, but Alan tells her he is asleep. Lucy refuses to leave unless she sees Lila and plops down on the couch. Alan and Monica tell Lucy that she has to leave. Lila enters and Lucy wants to talk to her alone. Lucy thanks Lila for the cruise and she thinks she and Alan are meant to be together. Lila tells her to go ask Scotty for advice. Alan and Lucy are still arguing. Lucy is trying to locate Scotty. She needs his legal advice. Scott tells her that it is Monica's house and she can kick her out. She can only stay there if Alan still wants her to. He tells her to stay there and not leave because if she does, she will never get back in. Lucy locks herself in Alan's bedroom. She starts yelling for Jennings to bring her food while she's still locked in the bedroom. Alan and Monica are at the hospital treating victims of a bus accident and are too busy to take a call from the Port Authority. Tracy walks into Lucy's room and strikes a deal with her that she really needs her to drag Alan into a huge legal battle to distract him from ELQ business. She even offers to peel a grape for Lucy. Alan walks in looking for Monica. He tells her he has come home to talk to Tracy and Ned about the ship business. The quarterbanes leave. Alan and Monica come in and are furious with Ned for striking a deal. Why is the Port Authority calling the hospital if they just had a I mean, bus accident? Our Port Authority need... is in charge of the buses. So I would think that they would not be contacting them about the ship stuff. Right. If there was just, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Lucy wakes up in bed freezing. The quartermains turned off the heat and her phone in her room. Larry Ashton comes to her door and plops down a chair with his flask. He tells her the quartermains' finances are a nightmare. Larry tells her that they hired a financial whiz from the city to straighten out the financial picture. Lucy asks Ashton to call Scott and tell him she doesn't have a telephone and she needs him to come to the Quartermain mansion to see her. I can just like hear her whining. She also wants breakfast. Alan comes in and asks Ashton if he needs some traveling money. He tells him there is no way Tracy will give him the boat back. Alan tells him he will pay him to get Lucy's to get back in Lucy's room and talk to her since Lucy has always liked Ashton. Alan is at the hospital and Sean comes in with Paul to discuss business. Alan rushes off to tell Monica that Robert's heart is weakening. (gasps) Lucy asks Monica to talk to Alan about giving her money. Monica leaves her and tells her to get lost. Lucy then wants to page Alan. Lucy puts a fake paper with a horrible headline about the quartermains on Alan's desk. I hate, like, I I know I can just print off a fake newspaper on my printer, but what was that like back then? (laughs) 
What? She bribes him to pay her bills to avoid future nasty headlines. She tells him to pay her phone bill and hotel bills or else she will splatter his name across every paper in the country. Alan tells Monica that Lucy will drag their name through the mud if he doesn't give her money. Monica tells him to call Paul to figure out his options or go fight with Lucy. Alan shows up at Lucy's hotel room. He tells her to shut up and start packing, that she can stay in a single room with a meal allowance, and that if ELQ goes down, she gets nothing. In April, Lila and Alan, Lila, Alan, and Tracy show up at the office for the emergency board meeting. Paul presents the offer to them. Alan and Monica meet up with Paul at the hospital. He asks them to attend the board meeting tomorrow at ELQ. They said that they will be there. The quartermains have their board meeting and decide not to sell the cannery to Harlan. I feel like we're supposed to know all this. The cannery. Oh, we talked about the cannery. When we talked about ELQ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tracy and Ned side with Paul, but Alan, Monica, and Lila don't agree. Tracy tells Ned she will meet with Harlan and see what she can work out. Ned comes back to meet with Paul. The quartermains are discussing the stock sale. Alan says he would rather sell Tracy than his stock. A fight breaks out and Paul leaves. Lila assures him he won't let the family leave the room until they make a decision. She won't let the family leave the room until they make a decision. The quartermains continue to argue and they get a phone call that the cannery is on fire. Scott goes to the hotel and finds out that Lucy has run up a tab on his account. Lucy tells him that she is trying to get his attention and she really didn't run up his bill. Scott tells her to get lost and she tells Scott she wants to make Alan pay for divorcing her. She wants the most devious, ruthless attorney to represent her, and that would be Scott, and he refuses. He says it's curious that the cannery burned down when she's trying to stick it to the cues. Monica and Lila thank Paul for all their help. They think someone is out to get them. Monica tells Paul she wants him to hire Sean Donnelly to investigate. Robert and Sean discuss how the quartermains seem to be the target of all these disasters. Alan accuses Tracy of being the one to start the cannery fire. She and Alan fight as Ned walks in and says there's more trouble with raising the ship. Paul goes to see Alan at the hospital and Alan tells him that he wants help with his divorce from Lucy. He wants Paul to represent him in the pre-hearing and Paul will help him protect his stock. They go back to Alan's office and talk. Alan tells Monica that Paul is representing him in the pre-trial for Lucy's divorce. Alan says that Paul is helpful, that Lucy will wind up having to pay for all the trouble she has caused them. Monica tells them he is over his quota of midlife crises. He and Monica... He asks Monica out to dinner after the hearing, and Lucy shows up back at Scott's. The pretrial hearing gets underway. Alan accuses Scott of sleeping with Lucy from the beginning, and this makes L- Lucy look bad. Then Lucy breaks down on the stand because of her miscarriage and makes Alan look bad. Lucy tells Scott she is going to take Alan for every cent he is worth. The judge comes in and rules that Alan has to pay Lucy only $500 a month until the final divorce hearing. Alan's happy. Lucy is furious. Scott says he is appealing. Lucy shows Alan a memoir book she wrote on the cruise ship that spills a bunch of phony details of their marriage together. And Alan says that she is bluffing. Hold on. I, oh, I can't read. What? I took a screenshot, but I can't read the, it was a creative title and I forget what it was. Lucy and Scott walk into the restaurant. Alica and Monica leave the restaurant and Lucy takes out the book and thumbs through the pages. Lucy tells Scott that the book is fake. Scott and Lucy show up at ELQ's offices. Paul and Alan tell them to sit down so they can discuss business. They ask Scott for the terms of their proposal. He tells them Lucy wants to maintain her dignity and not live at poverty level. They want 50% of Alan's stock. What? Yeah. 
They settle for 25% as her final statement. Scott tells her that he gets a third of her stock because that's how he was getting paid. And now they are both stockholders in ELQ. Alan goes to talk to Monica in her office. Okay, so wait, is that Lucy's 1%? Is that how, is that? Oh, that Because Alan has 30%, right? Because that's what Mm -hmm. Lila gave Alan 30% and Tracy 30%. So 25%, so that'd be 10. And then Scott got one third of her stock. So where's her? I think that's how Lucy got her 1%. I think so. I think she sold it and kept her 1%. Okay. Alan goes to talk to Monica in her office and he tells her that it's over with Lucy. He tells her he has paid for his mistakes 10 times over. He tells Monica they could be good together again. And she tells him to slow down as the papers aren't even signed yet. She tells him it's not a bad time for them to begin rebuilding things. She tells him that he is still her best friend in the world. And that is enough for now. Alan examines a little girl and Monica is smiling, looking on at how tender Alan is being. All right. So we lied. It's it's already <laughs> been a, a quite a lo- lengthy episode and we're only through April yes. of 1991. Yes. But we just wrapped up Alan and Lucy's marriage. So I think that'd be an air quote quote, all over the place, you know, whatever that was, (laughs) I feel like that's a good place to stop for now because it looks like the rest of 1991 takes a shift in storyline. Yes. It's a lot about all of the ELQ drama and who's going to save them. And so are we just doing Alan 411 for a year, 18 months, not even like, (laughs) is it, I'm telling you all that Lucy stuff was so much. It was. It's Alan. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I didn't feel like I could cut any of that out. Not I at all. Some of it was backstory, but I didn't want us after every sentence to be like, who, when, what, you know, so, the alien. Exactly. Exactly. Who the heck's Casey? Oh, that's that alien person. There was a lot more oh information about all of the Robin stuff of that. And I was like, no, that's nothing. So to we do will with it. one day, one day when we run out <laughs> we of ideas, to. when we run out of ideas. I don't think I can do it with a straight face. You were laughing at just that one <laughs> sentence. It's just going to be an hour oh. of us laughing and you'll every once in a while hear the word Casey thrown into the middle of it. I just, I can't. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know the entire storyline, but I know enough of it that I'm just like, how is the show still on after they did that? Casey the alien says it all. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's, it's understandable that a little girl would have had an imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. The rest of the storyline that goes along with it. You mean the fact he's in the hospital and Alan's treating him? Yeah. You know. All right. Yeah. So, all right. We're just going to take a break there. So. 1990 through April of 91. There you go. We will finish 1991 at least next week. Okay. Might go into 92. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We still may be at this like 18 month mark. I don't know. I haven't looked that far ahead to know. We don't know when we're breaking (laughs) this down. Listen, you're along for the ride. We're along for the ride. I mean, we read these things and we're like, oh, that's not that long. And then we record and we're like, oh my gosh, we're almost at an hour and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Or a little over an hour. Right. But yeah. So, okay. Join us on Monday as we talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.